feature presentation. All right, and welcome back once again, constant listener. I am your undead host, John Rhodes, and with me as always is... The brown man that wants to die first. It means I get to hang out with the sexy vampires and Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> I am Saeed. <laughs> well, that is uh, that is a great segue into this film, because, uh, yeah, why, why, why don't you take the lead on this one? Because last time I pretty much gave us a history lesson on a Dracula film. So th- this one will be Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yep, 1992. By- was it 92? I thought it was 92. 92 yeah. uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, it was like his passion project. Keanu Reeves is in it. Which I didn't realize this movie was going to be as fucking sexual as it was. Oh my god. Holy fuck. This movie is so goddamn horny. Like Keanu Reeves gets his fucking dick sucked by three vampiresses and looks up in a mirror so he doesn't have to see his dick getting sucked for some reason. It's really bizarre. I, d- I don't know. That was almost Johnny Depp. Getting his dick sucked by vampires. Yeah, yeah, but the studio thought Keanu Reeves was—he's uh, an up-and-coming man. He—he he meant more to the teenage girls, apparently. I mean, if you're gonna watch one of them get their dick sucked, I'm definitely choosing Keanu Reeves over Johnny Depp personally. I mean, Johnny Depp would have at least been better in the role. I don't know if he would. I don't know. I think Johnny Depp's an overrated piece of shit, personally. I love Johnny Depp. I and think, I think Keanu Reeves is tool. pretty fucking bad in this. I didn't say he was great in this. <laughs> Let's get that straight. <laughs> Keanu Reeves does not pull off an English accent. It just It's so bizarre. And he does the Keanu Reeves. He does the... Whoa, uh, like, stutter, pause, all that. Which is fine for Keanu Reeves. Not fine for the lead character in Dracula. I've already forgot the name of because we haven't done Jonathan any of Harker. That was it, yeah. No, Winona Riders the star of this if anyone is also could not believe how fucking horny Dracula was like he really wanted to dick Winona Ryder down yes and Winona Ryder not very good in this either no the the performances are really over the top which I feel like it it was on purpose well actually because these are all amazing actors and actresses I I did research on this one as well not to turn this into a history lesson but basically uh, Francis Ford Coppola lost control of his cast and just decided to focus on the visuals and the special effects and let them yeah. do whatever the fuck Did they wanted. Did it all in camera with the sun, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's kind of like my history lesson on this, but basically, yeah, he lost control of them and just decided, fuck it, do whatever you're going to do, I'm going to make it look amazing. I mean, this is a stellar cast. It's Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker, Winona Ryder as the, the girl, <laughs> Terry Oldman as Dracula. What? Gary Oldman. Oh, Gary Oldman. I, yeah. Okay, sorry. Anthony Hopkins as uh, Van Helsing. Yes. And he plays it in a really cocky, horny way that I did not get the vibe of from the book, but everybody in this movie's fucking horny, so... Everyone! It's like, this is so obsessed with sex. I can't remember the fucking... Lucy, that was it. Yeah. Lucy, in the book, just goes out for a stroll by a church and cemetery and then gets her neck bit... In this movie, she goes out for a stroll by the cemetery and gets fucking bent over for werewolf Dracula. Yeah. Like, Dracula fucking doggy style plows her to town. Yep. And Winona Ryder just walks on and goes, well, that's weird. Huh. Don't see me. 
It's really bizarre that, like, she forms this, like, almost love for him and everything, which was not in the book at all, but forms this, like, love with Dracula after watching her best friend get plowed by him as a werewolf. Well, she didn't know it was him that was the werewolf. Dracula gets around. He has three horny as fuck vampire mistresses back home. But he's like, nah, I gotta get some of these English bitches and let me let me plow Lucy and well, the fucking main one. I already forgot her name again. One on our writer. <laughs> Mina. Nina, that's it. Nina Turner? Mina. Mina. Yeah. Mina Turner? I think. But the whole reason is because is Mina is, is basically the reincarnation of his lost love. Because this is the first time I'm aware of where they kind of blur the lines between the fictional character of Dracula and the historical character of Dracula. Yeah, they definitely led into the film with the Vlad the Impaler kind of thing going on. Yeah. And his, like, I'm at war so my love died while I was gone. Or she killed herself. I don't remember how this one does it. Oh, well, they actually do it true to history where she killed herself because the Ottomans fire an arrow into the castle saying that he died. Basically, they're trying to, you know, break his spirit. Right. Because she kills herself thinking that her husband's dead, the battle's turning, and they're going to, you know, pretty much come in and take her as a slave or whatever they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And so this, instead of, you know, causing him to go insane and put a bunch of people on pikes, instead he stabs a cross that starts spewing blood and turns into Dracula. You know, I, I I gave this movie a lot of, like, leeway. I was like, you know what? Sure. Fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Whatever. Like, do it. Go for it. I am not holding anything against you yet. But then the movie does a hard right turn about halfway through where it becomes original book screenplay kind of, like, now we're all English and we're all how much we love Lucy, but Lucy only chooses one of us. And it's like... What happened to the dude that was at war and fucking, like, summoned Satan through a cross? And what happened to all that? And now he's just trying to fuck these English bitches. Like, like he's just all over the place. Yes, this this film is erratic at best. Like, that's, that's basically my big takeaway, is this thing is fucking erratic as shit. And it won Oscars! I will say, it's at set least design, it's costumes are incredible. That's what it did win for. It, it, it <laughs> does some things right. And as far as general scariness, it's not that scary. I don't no. think it's trying to be either. I think this is the case where Dracula is being portrayed in a more dramatic tone. Like this romance kind of thing. But there, there is one scene. I think it's right around the time. Because, you know, the whole opening is Jonathan Harker, right? Yeah. Harkness? Harkner? Harkner. Is being held prisoner to Dracula for some but he, well, he goes there to sell him Carfax Abbey, which is true to the original source material. Right. And then... I just never understood why he kept him prisoner. Well, in the book, is to teach him about English culture so he can actually, you know, oh, fit okay. in. Yeah. And this, I, I, I don't know, maybe he's horny for him? I mean, he lets him fuck his bitches. He sucks his finger. Yeah. I... In that area, somewhere in that part of the film, there's a scene where... And, I mean, this is described in the book as well, where Dracula is seen crawling up the wall. Yeah. And that is just such fucking creepy imagery, the way they do it in camera. Like, it's good. It's it's not just he's, like, climbing a wall like fucking Adam West Batman. <laughs> he's, he's like, 
scaling this wall like a fucking spider. Like his limbs almost feel detached and like his they're curving the wrong way. I've never seen a fat midget before. Holy shit. That's the beauty of road trip cinema. You're just not going to get this kind of thing in a normal podcast. <laughs> How often do you see a fat little person? An obese, short person. Um, I shouldn't have said the, the M word, huh? <laughs> oh, well. I can run faster than them. That's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. That special effect is great. Um, uh, another one that stood out to me is when he turns into the, uh, the rats. <laughs> another visual effect that is incredible and the fact that they did all of this in camera I mean honestly besides my thoughts on the erratic acting and storytelling the visuals in this are worth seeing if nothing else this movie does a lot of things right and the acting is extremely over the top Uh, I, I, I like Dracula I like the portrayal of Dracula I like it at times and there's other times I'm like this is too horny (laughs) <laughs> this is softcore porn. Sometimes occasional actual porn. I can't get over the fact Keanu Reeves is just laying in bed and suddenly he's got three women, like, bare-chested, sucking him off. I mean, we don't see it. Oh, you know he is. You see him, like, moaning and shit. Like, oh, yeah. They're, like, sucking his nipple and blood out of it. And, and like, I think one of them two is, like, women. riding him, like, Florence Pugh on Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer, like, really going to town on him. And then suddenly old man Dracula comes in and goes... Eh, eh. And it feeds him a baby. Yeah. It's a fucking weird movie, and it's got Francis Ford Coppola, like, yeah, yeah, all over it. Like, his creepy little old man. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much made this because he was bankrupt after Godfather 3. <laughs> hey, I mean, it did something for him because this movie was a success. At bottom of winery. <laughs> That's a success. I mean, it's made him enough money he could invest and create all this. He's got enough money now. He's even fucking, what, making his own film completely funded by himself? I, yeah. Mega, Megalopolis or something like that? that yeah, It's like falling apart. <laughs> I'm sure the, the writer and actor strike is helping that a lot. Oh, of course. But, uh, okay, um, uh, this one is pretty accurate to the book. I gave it a lot more points because of that. Like, I was like, you know what? They hit a lot of the important points of a book. I'm giving this movie a lot of passes for some of the <laughs> fucking weird shit they're doing. And, oh, okay, Renfield. Renfield's real good in this. Tom Waits. Yeah. Fantastic. I, the performances are never... I never think they're bad, but they're definitely like, okay, tone it down a bit. I would never... Okay, I've said in the podcast that they're bad. In the grand scale of cinema, they're not bad. They're just not good, necessarily. Like, there's a whole level of gray, and with the talent behind this, you're expecting one side of that, and they're kind of stuck somewhere in the middle, where you're just like, eh. Well, because it's like, I I think it's miscast at points. Like, I don't think Keanu Reeves is right for the role. No! Neither is Winona Ryder. No. Neither one of them should have been in there. I think Gary Oldman yeah. and Anthony Hopkins are Gary incredible. He's yeah, hit the British dandy. That guy. The, I, don't, I don't know who that is. Sir Arthur Holmwood, the 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 one that was marrying Lucy. Okay. The blonde doctor, not the not the cowboy or the heroin addict. 
Is that the doctor? The yeah. The, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot more metaphor with this one about, like, just the, the whole sexual nature of vampires, I guess, because vampires really became famous with Dracula and the Romance Age, and it was really, I mean, if you dig into Dracula, it's a metaphor for STDs. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'll take your word on that. I didn't pick that up, but at the same time, I wasn't looking for metaphors in the book. I didn't pick it up either. That's all, like, scholarly people that are smarter than me. Okay. But, I mean, I, I don't I, I don't know. It's horny. It's really horny I for just, some reason. It's so horny. It needs to dial back the horniness. Yeah. If the horniness with the vampire mistresses back at Transylvania, they don't... We don't need to go horny past that. Well, also, like, you were talking about the the badass warrior prince and how the pacing... You didn't say it as such, but how he just kind of goes away. To me, that's kind of like a pacing issue where it's like you start off so strong and then you screech to a fucking halt pretty much where we're getting to learn all these characters and all of this and it's just like, what the fuck is going on? It definitely is just like... It's a lot of waiting around for really good scenes. <laughs> yeah. And they're really good, but it's a lot of waiting here and there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't remember my rating for this one either, so All right. I'll have to have you look at my own review. Alright, well, I will give yours first, then. Did I did I write up a blurb for you it? You did, you All did. Alright, you want to read it and then give my stars? Yeah, your, your uh, title is Horny Dracula. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I stayed on brand. Yeah. Um, While much more faithful to its source material compared to other adaptations, this film gets way too horny for its own good, changing story elements to play scenes that border on the brink of PG-13 porn. Three and a half stars. You know what? I stand by every ounce of that. Three and a half stars? Sure. (laughs) Um, PG porn? Uh, Yeah. It's not even PG porn. That is definitely our porn <laughs> with all the titties. I don't know why it's a PG-13 porn. Uh, I agree. This is too preoccupied with sex. Um, it's really artsy, and some of that's really fucking good, but the erratic acting and pacing, it's just... It, the best way to put it for me, this is like a beautiful art house film. It just kind of sucks at the storytelling. Yeah. Three stars. Okay, so we come down to 3.25. On so round one. up to three and a half. Yeah, three and a quarter. We don't got to round that yeah. up. Yeah, all right. Well, before we move on, um, you and Kylie are getting to talk about vampire films. And I kind of wanted to toss out a couple for people to check out. Some lesser known because I'm more the obscure horror guy, I guess. Okay. Kylie's more A24. Your I kind of watch the really famous ones. I I like good movies. Right. So when I watch horror, it's horror that's been reviewed very well by the general public, not just really well by horror fans. Okay. So like I'm not gonna see Skinnamarink or whatever that was <laughs> personally, but I will go see like I saw It Follows. Don't like, tell Kylie, but I didn't make it past 20 minutes. Oh, you're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> Holy shit, she loves that movie. That was in her top five of last year, that wasn't was her it? number one. Was it really? Yeah. Holy fuck, you're in trouble. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to start off with uh, 
the most recent of my picks. I'm, I'm going to toss out three for you guys, and I'm going to run through them kind of quick. All right. This one is from 2013. It's called Afflicted. And this is one of the only found footage vampire horror films I'm aware of. Uh, it's actually really interesting because we follow a character who is dying of cancer, I believe. And uh, he's decided in his last year to travel the world and document it on YouTube. To, you know, that's what you do now. Except, you know, vampires. Okay. So basically we're watching him become a vampire and struggle with that via his uh, YouTube show. Okay, that's yeah. an interesting concept. Yeah, and they don't actually stray from kind of some of the horrific elements, and they also kind of treat it a little bit like a superhero film with him learning about it, so it's fun. I give it three and a half stars. Okay. Uh, we'll go We'll go kind of in order. We're, we're working our way backwards. Uh, 2010, this one is called Stakeland, and um, this is this is kind of like a post-apocalyptic vampire tale where we follow a group of survivors moving across the United States that is now overrun with vampires. These vampires aren't like Dracula, they're not suave, they're basically monsters. You get bitten, you turn into a vampire, and you lose your humanity, and your only goal is to drink blood. Rip people apart and drink them. Um, really well done, kind of noirish with their... Uh, voiceover work and just really good character work. I really enjoy just like how dark and bleak and what a character study this one is. Um, I give it a uh, four and a half stars. I really enjoy this one. It's it gets dark. It gets fucking bleak as hell. If if you're feeling a little bit like I want a really scary vampire film that's just nihilistic as fuck and gonna make me feel a little bad, this is that one. Okay. <laughs> if if you're tired of Twilight and want complete opposite, where everyone is just, I don't know if I want to live. This world is hell. Here you go. <laughs> and number three. Number three is an unconventional pick, but it's called "Let's Scare Jessica to Death" from 1971. I guess we're dead stopping in the middle of the road. Um. This is kind of like a hippie retelling of Carmilla. Carmilla being one of the very first vampire stories ever written. Uh, basically about a, a, a woman who drowned, come back to life as a vampire, and feeds upon men. Um, this one's just fucking creepy. It's it's like a, an art house post-hippie nightmare. Okay. It's about these people that are hippies moving to the small community and how their ideas are kind of falling in and how this community is eating them, basically. It's it's basically told through one character who has recently been released from a mental institution and we're not sure for 90% of the film, actually the whole film, if she is a trustworthy point of view to be like historian right yeah so really really interesting if you're more down for an re kind of film okay so those are my three unconventional picks and then my absolute favorite vampire film because i just want to toss it out is fright night 
the original from the 80s. Just a lot of fucking fun. Now, I also have three films. I'm going to I'm gonna rattle off because we're running out of time pretty quick. Right, right, right. Um, first one I want to mention, and it's with a lot of malice, is like, I think it's 2003, 2002, Van Helsing. Oof. Oh, my God. This movie is such a piece of shit. His visuals are awful. The acting is awful. The story's so fucking dumb. It's and terrible. And it feels like Universal is just like, we got all this stuff. Fuck it. Let's do a mega movie with them all. No setup or anything. Frankenstein? Throw it in. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Yeah, it's like a cameo. Throw it in. Van Helsing? Hell yeah. He's a monster hunter now. Whatever. <laughs> He's not a doctor. Well, who cares? Was he Judas in that? There was like some weird story about... I, I don't know. He, I don't know. He they had some backstory. I, maybe he was a descendant of Christ too. I, 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 it's been it's not worth discussing. I'm sorry. But, uh, it's it's a bad movie. Dracula, Frankenstein, werewolves, people that aren't relevant to any of that story. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, Van right. Helsing, all that. The church, all of it, is just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one star. You should not watch this movie. I love Hugh Jackman, but goddamn, what the fuck was he thinking? Oh, also, Paycheck. I was really annoyed that a uh, fucking I, I forget the the actor's name, but the guy who played uh, the brother of Sean Bean's character in Lord of the Rings, fuck Faramir. The guy who played Faramir plays like the friar sidekick in this movie. While the Lord oh, of the Rings God. movies are releasing, fucking Prince Faramir, Lord Faramir, whatever the fuck he is, is. A, a friar sidekick comic relief in this piece of shit movie. Wow. It's really bad. They must but, have uh, paid well. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Lord of the Rings didn't get a lot of huge names. A lot of huge names. Oh. They got a few. But my second film I want to mention is What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, okay. I fucking love this movie. It's just silly. It's filmed as a mockumentary. It's, or as a documentary. It is a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. It's four vampires living in a flat together in, in New Zealand. <laughs> it's, you know, your posh vampire, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi and, uh... Oh, God, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Just want to throw it in there real quick. I remember his name in recording. It's Jemaine Clement. He, he worked on Flight of the Concords, the show on HBO. Fuck, that's gonna piss me off now. But he and his co-writer and co-director both co-star in this film, too. He plays the more, like, Bram Stoker's Dracula-esque sexy vampire. Like, he's just out here fucking sucking and fucking his way to glory. <laughs> and th- th- you get your posh, your sexy, then you have your, like... Nosferatu. Oh, you do have your Nosferatu, too. He lives yeah. in the basement, and he doesn't actually say anything. He just kind of exists. <laughs> but then they also have their, like, little... Not even barbarian. Like, he's just a farmhand that got bit, and now he's just, like... A slob and gross. So it's the four of them just living together, trying to make ends meet and live vampire lives and all that. You Dude. know my favorite joke in that? What's that? We're werewolves, not swear wolves. <laughs> you know, there's supposed to be a sequel movie. It's called We're Wolves. Yeah. Like we are wolves, we're wolves. <laughs> I don't know if that will ever actually come out, but that movie is just so fucking funny to me. Uh, if you love Taika Waititi's humor, it worked extremely well. It's definitely an acquired taste. Like, I remember the first time I watched it, I was kind of going, like, what the fuck is this? What is going on? <laughs> but after you give it a bit, incredible. I I think I gave it a four stars on Letterboxd, but I can't remember. 
Uh, I've heard great things about the show too. I've just never got around to. I tried watching the show. I fucking hate it. I can't stand it. Oh, okay. It's not because I like it for the characters. The, gotcha. the movie for its characters, and these aren't the same characters. Right. It's like a reboot or whatever. But then the third film I want to mention is Interview with the Vampire. Ooh. Which I'm not going to talk about with you right now. What? I'm going to talk about it with Kylie next week. Oh, what a fucking tease! Starring Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. Little sexy Tom Cruise, I'm a vampire. Uh, action, New Orleans, like all of it. Yeah, it's gonna oh. be great. Me and Kylie will have a great discussion. Maybe you can listen to it in like, <laughs> six weeks, whenever that comes out. <laughs> all right. Well, right. I look forward to it. So I will be back next week. You won't. No. I'll be back next week with Kylie discussing Interview with the Vampire. You've arrived at your destination.